Let's check in on the Arizona Fall League's hitter of the week, pitcher of the week, and how the challenge system for automated balls and strikes is working out in the desert. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked on MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer and podcaster. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. And as we've done the last couple weeks now, we have a hitter of the week and a pitcher of the week in the Arizona Fall League. Start off with the hitter of the week, catcher Zach Britton of the Blue Jays. Uh, One, very frustrating to look up information about him because there is another Zach Britton and baseball reference keeps trying to take me to that guy. I don't want the Yankees pitcher. I want Zach Britton of the Blue Jays. 2025th rounder out of Louisville. Was a backup catcher. Also played outfield some. And he, he, he says he is a catcher. He insists he is a catcher. He corrected minor league baseball when they tweeted a highlight video of him earlier in the year with, hey, I'm, I'm a catcher. Uh, but in 10 games this season... In the Arizona Fall League, he's only played in the outfield. Uh, the stat line for the season, 500, 553, 750. One home run, five extra base hits, 11 RBIs, four walks to three strikeouts. The reason he got the Hitter of the Week award was the four games that he played last week. He went nine for 13 with two extra base hits and nine of those 11 RBIs in the last four games. So again, um, 10 total games on the season, all in the outfield, some in right, some in left. But the story here behind Zach Britton, so like I said, uh, 2025th rounder out of Louisville and got 79 games last year at low A Dunedin, 225, 372, 371. So not quite the power production he was looking for, seven home runs, 25 extra base hits. And then this year, Got a chance to do uh, double A to, I'm sorry, high A to double A. Uh, combined slash line 238, 381, 444. 10 home runs, 31 extra base hits, 87 strikeouts in 76 games, 253 walks, uh, 10 to 12 on stolen bases. So, a couple observations is we talk a lot about the, on this show about kind of that milestone being one strikeout per game. A little bit over that as far as a 29% strikeout rate, but 17% walk rate, very healthy. We look for that to be ideally at least half of what the strikeout rate is, and hopefully it's because your strikeout rate's lower, but either way, uh, power came in a lot better. I really like the lefty power potential. When I watch Zach Britton's swing, like I, I, I really think there's a lot here, and I think that this is something where the Blue Jays are set at catcher right now. Obviously, we've talked on this show plenty about they have Danny Jansen, Alejandro Kirk, they've got Gabriel Moreno in the wings. Zach Britton's a guy that can can catch, can also play outfield for you, and so gives a lot of, you know, having that defensive utility of he can be your, your backup catcher, he can be your emergency catcher, he can play for you in the outfield, both left and right at a, at a major league level, he can give you some pop as a lefty off the bench. 
means that there is a path to playing time for Zach Britton in Toronto. Uh, again, I do I do worry the strikeouts are a little bit high. I think that's going to adjust. Didn't get a full season in 2021. Didn't have a full season this year. Part of the reason he's in the AFL right now to make up on lost time and obviously looking very good in the sample that we have in the Arizona Fall League. The pitcher of the week in the Arizona Fall League is Connor Thomas of the Cardinals, number 27 prospect in their system. He's a lefty out of Georgia Tech, 5'11", 173, was taken in the fifth round in 2019. And this week, four innings pitched, 10 strikeouts, three hits, one walk allowed. And I believe they said only five other Arizona Fall League pitchers had struck out 10 batters in a game. And this goes back to when we started getting play-by-play record or game game records in 2005. Um, Phil Hughes did it in 2008. Tommy Hansen did it twice in 2008. Jared Weaver did it in 2005. Bill Murphy did it in 2005. And Kyle Zimmer struck out 11 in 2014. Uh, So... Kind of out of, of character for what Thomas had done during the season, right? So 28 games in AAA, 25 of them were starts. 5-4-7 ERA with 135 innings pitched. 110 strikeouts to 40 walks, gave up 16 home runs. And the story here on Connor Thomas and who he has been at the big league level, or in the minors, is he's a ground ball pitcher. Like, all of his pitches induce 50% or more ground balls. Uh, He's got a a plus slider, uh, kind of a below-average four-seamer, but an above-average changeup and a sinker. And so, obviously, sinkers, sinker ballers get tons of ground balls. Uh, The the movement on the changeup and the movement on the slider lends itself to ground ball contact as well. And then what really helps is above-average control and plus command. And so you put him, the, the, the projections on him from a lot of the prospect apparatus uh, for Connor Thomas of the Cardinals are a long relief guy or a bullpen guy. But my, my thought process is you put him on the field with a good defense. He's a very useful back of the rotation starter. He's going to take the ball 30 times a season at the big league level. He's going to give you 150 plus innings. And he's going to be one of those workhorse guys that if your entire rotation was made up of five Connor Thomases, you're probably not winning the World Series. But he absolutely is a key piece that you need to be a contender, you know, and and get your team through the the grind of 162 games to make it to the postseason. And then he is a very useful piece to have out of the pen. Think about what Jose Urquidy did against the Seattle Mariners in extra innings where he comes in out of the pen and throws like four or five shutdown innings. That's what Connor Thomas can give you on your team. So Zach Britton, catcher for the Blue Jays, hitter of the week, Connor Thomas, left-hand pitcher for the Cardinals, pitcher of the week. In just a minute, I want to get into some of the noteworthy performances, kind of like an honor roll where the runner's up from the Arizona Fall League. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Roan. As I've said before, the great American poet laureate Deion Sanders said, if you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you play good. And if you play good, they pay good. 
That is what Roan is here to do. The dress shirt was due for a radical reinvention. Roan has stepped up to the challenge. Their commuter shirt is the most comfortable, breathable, and flexible shirt known to man. And here is why. The comfortable four-way stretch fabric provides breathability and flexibility. Leaves you free to enjoy whatever life throws your way. Your commute, your work, happy hour, 18 holes of golf, whatever it might be. And you can feel confident with a wrinkle-free shirt because there's no hassle. With Roan's wrinkle release technology, wrinkles disappear as you stretch and wear the shirt. It's that easy. And on top of that, the Gold Fusion anti-odor technology means you'll be smelling fresh and clean all day long. And the Roan shirt is 100% machine washable, so you can ditch the dry cleaner altogether. The commuter shirt can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on to get 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you go to roan, R-H-O-N-E dot com slash locked on and use code locked on. It's time to upgrade your closet with Roan, find your corner office comfort and use code locked on to save 20% at roan.com slash locked on. Okay. Some of the notable performances from the Arizona Fall League. Some of these are guys we've talked about in the past. Some of them are not. Uh, twin second baseman, Edward Julian. Uh, we absolutely have talked about him. The, the Canadian prospect, God of Walks. Uh, quick refresher, 2019 18th rounder out of Auburn. They've tried him all over. They've tried him at third. They've tried him in the outfield. He seems to have settled at second. Uh, this year, 113 games in double A. 300. 441, 490 with 125 strikeouts to 98 walks. Hit 17 home runs, had 39 extra base hits. And four games this week, 462, 611, 1154 slugging. Two home runs, five extra base hits, six runs, and five walks. Uh, His OPS was 1,700 and change. Like, that is absurd. Uh, what a week for Edward Julian. Um, so kind of wild that he was not the, the the hitter of the week, given those numbers. But absolutely just crushed in the Arizona Fall League. Orioles outfielder Heston Kierstad. Talked about him in the Orioles episode. 2020 first rounder, number two overall out of Arkansas. Uh, 63205. Missed all of 2021 because of myocarditis, the inflammation of the heart muscle. Got a late start this year. So he only got 65 games in between low A and high A at age 23. Uh, Did a lot better at low A than high A. Had a bit of an adjustment there. But the overall numbers on the season came out to 309, 394, 457. Five home runs, 24 extra base hits, 64 strikeouts in 65 games, to 29 walks, and was a perfect one of one on stolen bases. Well, this week in the Arizona Fall League, 412, 444, 647, seven hits. Um, he, had, he, had, he had a double, a home run, four RBIs, a run scored, and a walk. And so we're starting to see, you know, with a 647 slugging, we're starting to see a little more of that raw power come up. The conversation coming out of college was plus plus raw power. He was one, he was one of the guys in the system. Every system has him that just has tons of raw power and can absolutely crush the ball. Uh, that was Heston Kierstad. Uh, 
this is very important, like this stint in the Arizona Fall League, very important to get him back on track, both with seeing both with seeing professional pitching as well as getting him comfortable in the game so that one, he has the confidence that the inflammation of the heart is taken care of, and then he can get the timing, start working on getting the power into games. Uh, there is some strikeout risk. There's a lot of stuff in his swing. He simplified it a bit where I think it's you're looking like it's going to be okay. He hasn't struck out a ton in the fall league. He got it under once a game in the re- the regular season. So just curious to see how the power comes back after a, like a year of pretty much with no physical activity. So excited to see what Heston Kierstad does in the Arizona Fall League for the last half. Guy we haven't talked about a lot so far, Phillies outfielder Johan Rojas, 2018 IFA. He's, I think he's number five or six on the Phillies top 30 right now. But four games this week. 357, 438, 643. Five hits, two doubles, a triple, four RBIs, uh, three runs, two walks, seven strikeouts in four games. And uh, that is not like a, a misprint. That is not a mistake. This dude runs a lot. Going back to the regular season, spent 130 games, almost evenly split between high A Jersey Shore and double A Reading. But in those games, 130, 244, 309, 354. Power wasn't quite there, but seven home runs, 34 extra base hits, seven of which were triples. A little bit. The speed is real. 99 strikeouts to 42 walks, 62 of 67 on stolen bases. Was caught once in high A, was caught four times over 60 games in double A Reading. So things like things started to click for him in double A. Um, you know, his his batting average going from Jersey Shore to Reading goes up 30 points. His on base goes up 45, 50 points. His slugging goes up about 60 points. Things really started to click as far as power production. He had five of his seven triples in Reading. Uh, he had four of his seven home runs in Reading in a smaller and a lesser number of games. And like that's the story here with Rojas is he's just super, super toolsy. Speed is a 70 grade. He's an absolute burner. Defense, plus defense in the outfield, center field, like can play all three positions, but has fantastic defense in center, which, I mean, as you remember from yesterday's how the World Series teams were built, Phillies needed that. They had to go out and trade for Brandon Marsh midseason to replace Matt Veerling because they couldn't get uh, competency on offense and decent defense out of anybody who has an option in center field after they lost Bryce Harper for the season or from the field with the UCL injury. Uh, to, to go along with that, the arm for Johan Rojas, above average arm. Some people have called it plus. I've got it at above average. The raw power is very good. You know, he's gotten better as far as swing and miss. He's cut down on his ground ball rate. The bat speed is very good. He has great contact ability. I'd probably give him a 50 grade as far as hit tool. Power, probably a 60 future value. And so you're looking at somebody that when this all clicks, you're looking at an everyday center fielder who can contend for all-star games. And... If everything not only clicks but hits, 
the way it should, you're looking at like a top 10 outfielder in baseball. Uh, we don't do a ton of comps on this show, but when you when I watch him play and I see the tools and I see the potential, it's hard not to think about a guy like a like a Ronald Acuna as far as fantastic speed, a good arm, good power, good defense, and could impact a game despite not being absolutely massive. I mean, he's six foot 185 or so. So love what I've seen from Johan Rojas. Want him to keep doing this so that next year we can get him double A, triple A, get him a brief cup of coffee at the end of the season. And then 2024, he's your starting center fielder on opening day. That's my goal here. In just a minute, I want to get to how they're using the automated balls and strikes in the Arizona Fall League and some quotes from how players, both hitters and pitchers, feel about it right here on Locked on MLB Prospects. And we're back. So we know that everybody has issues with the umpires. We feel like there's a lot of blown calls every every game uh, because we get the box now whenever we watch the broadcast. We have Twitter accounts like up scorecards that put out and show who missed every single call. And so the minor leagues have been testing automated balls and strikes where uh, the track man setup or whatever it might be, Hawkeye, uh, calls, like actually sends in the call ball or strike to the umpire via an earpiece and they make the signal. And one of the complaints with that system is that there's a delay. The pitch comes in and it takes a second to get the message before the umpire can call it. And it's just like a little bit of a hitch in the system. So what they've been testing in the Arizona Fall League is something that they tested in a small format during the season in one of the minor leagues as well. But this is automated balls and strikes, but only when you challenge it. So here's how it works. Hitters, catchers, and pitchers, and nobody else, just hitters, catchers, and pitchers, can challenge a call right like immediately when it happens. You get three challenges per game. If you get the challenge right, you retain it to use it for future use in the game. So what happens is if you've watched tennis and you've seen them challenge a call and you see the animation that they show where it shows the line and it shows where the ball hit, think it's something similar to that. When a hitter or a pitcher, or a catcher challenges a call, the signal is usually like tapping your helmet like this, and they put it up on the video board. And you see the box, that they show the strike zone, you see the, the, the pitch come in with the trail, and they show you, according to the Hawkeye technology, exactly where it crossed through the strike zone, if it did. And so, it's getting great reviews. It's been used more by hitters than by the pitcher and catcher. So in the Arizona Fall League so far, we're seeing about 4.4 challenges per game. And you'll remember there's six total. Each team gets three. So they're not using them all, but you see about 4.4 challenges per game. And about two and a half of them, about 2.47, are by hitters. And just under two per game are by the pitcher or the catcher. It's just grouped together as defense. The success rate on those has been... 33%. So one in three challenges is over, the the call is overturned. Or the call is, whoever challenged it is correct. One in three. 
Uh, hitters are slightly more successful than the defense. Hitters about 35%. Defenders about 31%. So averages out to 33 And MLB Pipeline put up an article where they talked to a couple different prospects in the Arizona Fall League, both hitters and pitchers, to get comments. And it was pretty much universally, in the article at least, it was universally appreciated. Brewers infield prospect Tyler Black. He's gotten more than one call overturned. And he said, quote, I think they've done a great job with it. I had no experience with it, but so far I love it. The, I think the biggest thing is they do it quickly and efficiently. It's kind of cool how they put it on the video board like tennis. I think it could be great for crowd engagement and stuff like that. And there's a video that Bleacher Report Walkoff, at BR Walkoff, uh, put out on October 20th of Jason Dominguez challenging a call. Yankees outfitter Jason Dominguez challenging a call on a full count. And you can hear, as soon as the pitch comes in and he's rung up, you hear hollering and shouting from the dugout, guys having fun. He challenges it. They turn to the screen. You watch it go in, and then you hear the dugouts hollering and, 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 and yelling and reacting to what comes up on the video. So it's definitely something where, where the players enjoy it, the fans seem to enjoy it because you can see where the pitch was and you can clearly understand it. And it gives you a chance to to fix an obvious mistake. Jordan Walker, uh, outfield and third base prospect for the Cardinals, had kind of the same thing. It, he said, quote, it's cool, man. If you think that the umpire was wrong, you can check it. I think it's a really good addition to what we have as of right now. Uh, Nick York of the Red Sox, the infielder, said, quote, it's a lot of fun with the pitch challenge. It gets everyone into it after someone challenges. Everyone's like, ooh, after they see the pitch. I think it's been pretty fun, so I'm a fan of it. And the biggest thing to me is they asked some pitchers and there was pitchers who were okay with it too, which is not something that you would always expect. Mets right-hander Mike Vasile uh, said he's a fan as well, even though it, like, it sometimes may hurt him. Quote, personally, as a pitcher, I really like the challenge system. Even if I do throw a strike that gets called a ball, I think it keeps the game true for where it should be. And I think it also helps the umpires keep a consistent zone. For a pitcher, you can be like, hey, I threw something nasty. And it might be on the border and you'll be able to challenge it. I have always been a big fan of the challenge system. So this is not one of the rule changes coming next year. Major League Baseball is putting in shift restrictions. They have not brought in automated balls and strikes or the ABS challenge system. That's something still that's still going to be later in the future. Now, I am pretty convinced, having seen this in person at a minor league game and then having watched some Arizona Fall League games where they do this, I am very convinced that if we do ever get to automated balls and strikes at the big league level, it's not going to be Hawkeye calling every single pitch. It's going to be this system. It's going to be, if you think that was a bad call by the umpire, if you think that ball should have been a strike or that strike should have been a ball, you can challenge it. And if you were right, you keep the challenge and you get to keep going. If you were wrong, you lose it. And there'll be that, it's kind of like with the mound visits. There'll be that conversation about, well, we have to save one for later in the game. And what I love is only the hitter, the pitcher, and the catcher can challenge. The shortstop can't ask for something. Nobody in the dugout can ask for something. It has to be one of those three players. So it keeps the element on the field, and it has to be like right away. You can't wait a couple minutes 
look over the dugout for them to watch the video and tell you to challenge. It has to be like within a couple seconds because the pitch clock is running. And when they throw that ball back, the clock starts on the next pitch and you can't stop. You can't like wait for for the dugout to tell you, yes, you should challenge that and then ask for a challenge 15 seconds later because that next pitch is coming in because they have to get it out under the pitch clock. So I like the fact that it's immediate, it's a reaction thing, and it's really going to reward the guys that have very good uh, plate discipline and very good um, batter's eyes. It's really going to reward them with the ability to not get not get got by a bad call. So fantastic. It's been a, good, it's been a great week this week. Tomorrow, excited to do a Farm Friday for the Angels. We're going to kind of do our normal format, but I've also got a list of guys that Angels fans have asked our Locked On Angels hosts about. So I'll make sure we get to them as well. If you've made it this far in the video, do us a favor. Uh, go out and uh, like the, the video. Leave us a comment. Subscribe to the channel. If you're in audio, go to the podcast app of your choice. Leave us a five-star review. I do read all of those. Really does mean a ton. Uh, until tomorrow's show, this has been Locked on MLB Prospects. <laughs>